And we're back with more of the Pope on Film. Act three, money! Act three. Act three. A very solemn act three. Yes, funny, my friend. It is time once again for all of us here at the Pope on Film podcast to casually stroll on into our third and final act. And for the uninitiated out there in the ether, the third act is wherein we finally and eventually get around to discussing our all new low fat, high in fiber, and broken glass movie of the week. And this week, we painfully watch a 40-year-old teenage Peter Parker with a look at 1977's The Amazing Spider-Man. Yes. So, Bunny, on a scale from 9.5 to 10, how much did you enjoy this movie? I'm having a really hard time deciding if this is possibly the worst movie I've ever seen. Really? Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, um, what else have we done that's worse than this? Uh, good point. Okay. So here's how this came about. I, I, think, I, I think I would rather give another round to Remember Me. I loved than, Remember Me. Than to have to watch this movie ever again. You know, you know what upsets me, Bunny? You know what upsets me right now is that right now online, on YouTube, on TikTok, sea shanties have become popular. Yes. And young people are singing sea shanties. And it upsets me that sea shanties became popular and it has nothing to do with Willem Dafoe farting. No? Where did, it, where did they get it from? I don't know where they got it from. Just sea shanties became popular on TikTok and stuff like that. And it and it has nothing to do with Willem Dafoe and a shiny vampire uh, farting and slow dancing in a lighthouse. That upsets me. Oh, God. I was into sea shanties before y'all were doing sea shanties on TikTok because uh, that's how big of a fan of the lighthouse I am. Yes. How big of a fan of the lighthouse I am. Okay, so that's funny. Okay, so here's how this uh, came about. Basically, in the 70s and 80s, Stan Lee was a slut for TV and movies. It was his idea that uh, the Marvel Universe was perfect for movies and TV and... Uh, was he right? Yes, but he was four decades early. So in the 70s and 80s and also the 90s, Stan Lee would sell any Marvel character to any studio with an idea. And CBS said, uh, what about a Spider-Man show? And so Stan Lee spread eagle and let CBS fuck him. Yes. They hired an actor named Nicholas Hammond Son, fun fact about uh, actor Nicholas Hammond, he is the son of businessman John Hammond, who was best known for successfully cloning dinosaurs. Nice. Uh huh. Uh, Nicholas Hammond was astoundingly only 27 years old in this show. Oh my God. He looks 42. He does. 
He it is does. weird. He looked like I've said. He looks like Spider Man after his first divorce. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah, it, it, uh, yeah. He looks like a Peter B. Parker from yeah. Spider Man into the Spider Verse. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And and he's like big. And not even trying to be a kid. Peter Parker does not have that many suit jackets. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I would once again like to take this time to say that I wrote the entirety of this while drunk and high in a hotel room. And yeah. so, uh, so uh, fun fact, another fun fact about actor Nicholas Hammond. He is Australian. Funny, the four main live-action Peter Parkers have been British Tom Holland. Yes. British Andrew Garfield. I had to look that up because I wasn't sure if he was British or not. But he was born in L.A. but raised in England. He does have an accent. British-American but primarily British Andrew Garfield. American Tobias Maguire and Australian Nicholas Hammond. 25% of Peter Parker's have been American. Yes. Funny, this is what I'm talking about. They come over here and they take our jobs. <laughs> immigrants coming over here, taking all of our superhero jobs. Fox News was right. Uh-huh. Coming in here and stealing all of our jobs, and now we have a, a, a British daredevil. Superman yes. still British. We have a Doctor Strange who spends the entirety of the film trying to not sound British. Yes. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It upsets me. How many foreigners are coming over here and taking our American superhero jobs? Yes. They took our germs. Also, side note, when I bing actors, because I don't like using Google, so yes. I bing things. Most of the time, I will bing it instead of Google it. So when I bing actors, bing does this strange thing, this really pointless thing, okay, where it will tell me how tall each actor is and who else is also that same height? <laughs> and I don't know why Bing does this. Google doesn't do this. So I will so I will Bing like Andrew Garfield, is he British? And Bing will say, Yes, Andrew Garfield, uh, born in Los Angeles, California, but raised in England. Fun fact, Steve, Andrew Garfield is the same height as Josh Brolin. And Bing why would I need to know this information? <laughs> what is the situation where I would need to know this info? Like one day I'm going to be in a bank and then suddenly these guys with guns show up and they're like, freeze, this is a robbery. I will kill everyone in this bank unless someone can tell me who's the same height as Jonah Hex. Well, actually, I think this could be quite convenient if we, uh, you know, go back to my previous idea of arranging all of the Spider-Mans to height. You know, we can then cast their specific villain 
off of Bing by height. That's good thinking. So okay. Andrew Garfield would be facing off against Thanos. Okay, so Toby Maguire. Perfect. They, okay, you are fucking on to something, Bunny, because I just Googled Toby McGuire, and it says Toby McGuire, born June 27th, 1975, in Santa Monica, California. Uh, Toby McGuire is five feet nine inches tall, the same as Willem Dafoe. There we go. Oh my God, you're on to something. So, okay. Wow, that's, that's incredible. Thank you, Bing, I guess. Before I was. <laughs> you being but now oh wow what a resource you are okay so <laughs> so anywho the style of the time was the uh, the pilot of a tv show in the 70s and 80s and to a lesser extent the 90s but the pilot would be filmed as a movie and the TV networks would air it as a movie, like, oh, the, the NBC Friday night movie. And if the movie is a success, then they get a series. But if yeah. it isn't a success, hey, at least you get an ABC movie of the week. Right, exactly. That was popular on TV all the time. That's how we, that's how we got the Night, the night Stalker series. Yeah, and that's Cold how we and... got... And that's how we got a sequel to The Jerk. Yeah. Because someone bought the rights to The Jerk to be a TV show. Because that's how popular the show The Jerk was. So they made a, a like a two-hour long pilot called The Jerk 2, T-O-O, in no way related at all to Steve Martin. But they yeah. made a sequel to The Jerk, and it's horrible. But the, the but the the theme song was pretty catchy. Okay, it's it, the entire thing is for free on you. It's weird. Uh, so the hour and a half Spider-Man pilot aired on CBS on September nineteenth, nineteen seventy-seven, which means I'm older than this movie by six months. But here's the thing: there's no CBS in foreign countries. CBS okay. is just an American thing. So in America, they play this movie on CBS. But in foreign countries, everywhere else on the planet Earth, the pilot was released as an honest-to-God actual fucking movie in theaters. Yeah. So in England, in France, in freaking Germany, in, in all of these foreign countries... This was the Amazing Spider-Man the movie, the first time that Spider-Man appeared in, in, in theater screens. Yeah. This made $9 million internationally, which is A, pretty good for 1977, and B, pretty good for a cheap made-for-TV fucking movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know? $9 million for something. This definitely wasn't made for $9 million. No. This is the this is the, one of the cheapest, without a doubt, the cheapest Spider-Man that has ever existed. Land of the Lost had better special effects than this. Yeah, from the very first shot, okay. I am seeing a white-haired, the back of a white-haired man's head, and for a second, I was like. That kind of sounds like it might be Eddie Albert. 
this movie might be better than I remembered it. Because that's some talent. And then he turned yeah. around and he was Larry fucking Tate. It was like, <laughs> but you were. And how the fuck did he get top billing? He has top billing in this fucking yeah. movie. Yeah. Larry yeah. Tate. Yeah. The, the, uh, going back to the jerk to the Steve Martin's The Jerk sequel, um, there's, there's someone who gets big name billing in this, and I'm trying to remember who it was. Ray Walston's in it. That's yeah. the name. Ray Walston's in it. Fucking. Yeah. Fun fact, Ray Walston was born 80 years old. He was. He, he was, was born. One of those people, he was born fucking old. Yeah, he was born an 80-year-old baby. Yeah. You were right. We were texting about the Spider-Man movie, and, and you were 100% right. You said, and you you were absolutely right, This this looks like... Spider-Man from the director of The Amazing Colossal Man and Earth yes. versus the Spider. Like, it oh, no, those, were, those were some classic Bird Eye Gordon effects. Yeah. 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 You yeah. know, with Spider-Man crawling up a picture of a building. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. he's crawling across the floor. And I'm, I'm I'm pretty sure it always looked bad. I'm sure age has not helped this yet. Yeah. Here's here's the thing. Uh, there's a part of me that wants to compare this to the Japanese Spider-Man television show, but I'm not going to do that because at least because the special effects are as bad in Japanese Spider-Man as it is in the 1977 American Spider-Man, but at least the Japanese Spider-Man doesn't take itself so seriously. So, so the Japanese Spider-Man can go, okay, our Peter Parker is a BMX racer. He gets his powers from aliens. He can talk telepathically to his master. He has a magic bracelet and a giant robot. He's fighting Kaiju. Fuck it. This is Japanese Spider-Man. We're just going to have fun. No one's going to watch Spider-Man on TV and take it seriously. This Meanwhile, was more the, like, yeah. This, yeah. this was like somebody tried and failed yeah. badly with this. Yeah. But it's like it's like everybody had a rudimentary knowledge of who Spider-Man was, you know, like, okay, he's young. Okay. Get a young guy. I don't know. Some young guy. Uh, he has an aunt may. He's a photographer. He works at a newspaper. Go. (laughs) Yeah. And they wrote a fucking series like but like like only the basest outline sketch of this thing is Spider-Man. 
And that is why I never liked The Incredible Hulk, the television show. Yeah. That show would piss me the fuck off. Because if I'm going to watch The Incredible Hulk, it better be The Incredible Hulk destroying entire buildings and fighting supervillains. But it was always The Incredible Hulk fighting some mob guys or some robbers. And that was it because the 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 studio only bought the rights to the Incredible Hulk and Bruce Banner and 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 not to anybody else. So there were no other characters and villains. And so the Hulk just showed up, Hulk fighting bad guys, Hulk fighting the cops. And then that was it. And that pissed me off as a child. I would watch the Incredible Hulk just so I could hear the beautiful, sad end credits music. Yes. Which was beautiful. Yeah. Made me feel things. Yes, but, but so when they probably, did the- probably one of the saddest pieces of music, yeah, in music yeah. history, yeah, oddly comes Super from the end theme of the Incredible Hulk show. <laughs> yeah, so when they did the incredible the the Amazing Spider-Man TV show, they did the exact same thing. Uh, uh, Stan Lee sold CBS, Peter Parker, J. Jonah Jameson, Aunt May, and Robbie, and that was it. There's no Green Goblin. There's no Dr. Octopus. There's no D-Man. There's no anything. So it's just Spider-Man fighting bad guys and uh, ninjas with sticks. Yeah. And, and, and okay, funny. Here, here's a question that should be easy. Who are the bad guys in this movie and what's their plot? They're ransoming ransoming the city for money. A a common television gangster trope. Yes. (laughs) Or he's going to have people jump off of buildings with his mind control powers is is basically it uh he is a cult leader he was reverend trask on dark shadows so he was out of work for a couple of years he was getting a little hungry took the spider-man role uh my guess uh he was a leader of a cult uh i am imagining it was like est which was very popular at the time. <coughs> and he would give them this pin. Uh, and he would mind control people through the pin. So he was going to have 10 yes. people jump off of buildings. Uh, which was later used in a Doctor Who episode, by the fucking way. Um, Weird. But uh, Spider-Man foiled him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's basically the entirety of the plot of this film. I love, I love how in in this version of uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker is bitten by a spider who came who became radioactive during the very exciting pouring Kool Aid scene. Yes. Oh, I'm using this robot arm to pour Kool-Aid into a jar. Oh. Uh-huh. You know? 
Uh-huh. Anyway, I, I, I said this earlier in the podcast, or maybe I said it earlier during this segment. I don't know. The edibles are kicking in, but Possibly. I'm going to... I'm going to be very upset if Nicholas Hammond is not a part of Spider-Man 3, which they're filming right now. I and think he James, should. I think he James should. Fox is in it I, as Electro. Andrew Garfield's in it. Tobey Maguire's in it. you got to put Nicholas Hammond in there. I think, I think you, should, you should. Marvel as a company should have the balls to take everything from their products it was really impressed. yeah i i was really impressed with the movie ant-man when they had uh the first ant-man on there from saturday night live yeah he was on there and it's yeah. like oh that, that's a great cameo to the first time a lot of people ever saw Ant-Man on a screen. So they have to show Nicholas Hammond in the upcoming Spider-Man movie and yeah. Japanese Spider-Man too. But I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Nicholas Hammond is still alive and he had a pretty big part in Quentin Tarantino's last movie. Yeah, right. Okay. I remember you having spoken about this. Yeah. Yes. He was the director of Lancer. I, was, I haven't gone was, back. I got to go back and watch it. But yeah. Yeah. It was Spider Man's idea to make uh, a Rick Dalton look like a hippie. Yeah. But people, but with this mustache and this uh, outfit, people won't know who I am. Yes, that's the point. And the director's all like sort of crazy and manic, and yeah, that's freaking Spider-Man. Kudos <laughs> to Quentin Tarantino for for getting TV Spider-Man and putting him as a major character yeah. in Once Upon a Time. Dot 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 in Hollywood. Yes, you know, for him. Several times he has done this. He has made some very interesting casting choices. Yeah, yeah. Like the so, cast of Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that's all I've got for this week's movie. It's shit. And originally, we were going to spend three weeks on uh 1970s spider-man because they in foreign markets they did put two episode two episodes together and made amazing spider-man 2 and released it in foreign theaters and then got two other episodes and released those as the film the amazing spider-man the dragon connection yeah. but this but this uh movie was so bad that uh, it was just. I think you're. I think you're. I think you're letting this movie off way too easily. I think you're letting this off way too easily. We we've. This is just. This is just one of those things to me where like it sucks so bad. I had fun watching this horrible movie. Spider Man ran down an alley with a car following him. Ducked basically into a doorway, and the car drove by. Yeah. Like, did you not notice the blue and red guy? 
Running? When the fuck has Spider-Man ever run anywhere? But that's another thing. You know? Spider-Man uh, trying to get a cab? Yeah. After he got spit by the spider, he literally had a flashback of shit that happened five minutes ago in the same fucking movie. <laughs> you definitely that was damaging. <laughs> yeah. You definitely hated this more than I did. But I dare say that when you watch next week's movie, you will uh, dream of going back to The Amazing Spider-Man. Uh, because I'm trying to do a month of uh, alternate Marvel Cinematic Universes because we did 1990 Captain America. Yeah. We did 1977 Spider-Man, and we were going to do three weeks of that, but I struggled to come up with uh, two other things instead of 1970 Spider-Man, and that's when it hit me. We're doing the Inhumans. Okay. A 2017 sci-fi television show based on the Inhumans. It aired on ABC. And they, ABC was so certain that Marvel's The Inhumans was going to be the next big thing that the pilot episode, which was an hour and a half long, aired in IMAX theaters (laughs) across America. Because that's how certain they were that the Inhumans was going to be the next big thing. And also, I think when you watch this, you really need to focus on the fact that this came out in 2017. Yeah. In my mind, I, I haven't seen this yet, but it is my belief that the way this was created was, oh man, that Game of Thrones is popular, isn't it? Okay. Maybe we could uh, do our own sort of Game of Thrones, but in the Marvel Universe, who do we have that's a royal family in humans? Fuck it! (laughs) And so the first episode was released like a movie in theaters for people to go and see. And um, as far as I can tell... This is the worst. It's already on our uh, cough, cough, bunny. It is waiting for you. I apologize. I apologize now. Why did his spider sense sound like he was shorting out? (laughs) Yes, that is true. That is true. I would always see the Amazing Spider-Man pilot as a laser disc at the video rental place. When okay. I was very, very, very little, it would always be there in like the white color. How little? Because this could be considered child abuse, right? Yeah, I would see it. All, I would see it all over the place and just think, "Wow, Spider-Man as a television show—that's amazing! I want to rent it." And my parents would be like, "Stevie, you don't want to watch that." So. I'd hate to say my parents were right, <laughs> but 
maybe they had a point. Yeah. So next week we're doing the pilot of the Inhumans. Uh, Man, yeah, that, didn't, I remember hearing about it coming up. I didn't know they actually went ahead and do it because it was looking so fucking bad. Yeah, yeah, no. It is it is one hundred percent their attempt to to cash in on the popularity of a Game of Thrones by doing their own big budget epic sweeping adventure about yeah. this alien family of royalty and uh, yeah, uh, this is pretty horrible as far they, as I know. They just right off the bat, they just all looked so wrong. Yeah. You know, and also, as far as I can tell, none of them are in any way likable whatsoever. If I'm not mistaken, the Inhumans are just horrible fucking assholes in this. Okay. I saw another podcast cover it like a like a couple of months ago, and I was like, I can put that in my back pocket if we ever need something. And well, well I don't know the. The Inhumans were like kind of one of those borderline sort of characters. Like they had their own agenda, which did not necessarily line up with the rest of the Marvel Universe, but often it did. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I don't know what's happening next week, but it's going to be interesting. But that's next week. Now that I'm looking back at this week, the highs and the lows, the ups and the downs. Right wing Dora, Sequest DSV. Yes. Denny Dillon. Um. Twenty five percent of Peter Parker's have been American. I gotta say, I think this has been a pretty good episode of the podcast. Got This has been. <laughs> This has been a fucking good episode. Wow. We got a fucking. That is shocking. That's even better than damn. Wow. Is it? Is it, a, is it I totally blanked out on what I usually say. It was fucked up. Yeah. Those wow. Some good edibles. <laughs> right? Well, uh, I, you know, I agree with your assessment of the show, but I didn't want to say anything because you're the person who, who gives the grades. And, and I'm, I, am, I am but a, a student and you are the teacher. But yes, I concur with your assessment. Good, sir. So until next week, I have been Bunny Williams. And I am Reverend Stephen on behalf of Natasha and Eleanor and Maxwell and Bella and everybody else. I just want to say thanks for listening. And we will see you next week, you godless heathens. And you douche waffles and poopy tuts. And you skateboards. And you poopies. Cut and print. Cut and print. That was good. I'd actually cut and print. Cool. I don't have no screen. No,